on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realest say goodbye to the lies The fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q and AF This is where uh, you submit the Qs and I give you the AFs um, sometimes we have other shows. One of them's called Cruise the Internet. This is where we talk about the topics of the day and make fun of them. Then sometimes we have Real Talk, which I haven't done in a while, where I get on here and I kind of yell at you, and uh, <laughs> only in, for to make you better. And then uh, we have Full Length, um, which is basically an interview of other badass motherfuckers, and you're gonna learn some shit. So that's the show. So today is a personal development show for the most part. Um, you can submit your questions to email them in to ask Andy at andyforsella.com. And as a special surprise, we do have the pastor of disaster in the house to help with Q&AF. Happy to be with you. He's I'm, I'm excited. I'm hoping there's going to be deep, meaningful, existential questions that I can help okay. contribute to. Probably not. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not. If you guys are unfamiliar with Vaughn, Vaughn was my co-host for a number of years. Uh, what was it? four or five five years five years on MSC 2013 right yeah yeah um yeah number one entrepreneur podcast in the history of itunes uh still one of the most popular entrepreneur podcasts it's actually at the beginning of the feed that you will find this podcast on it's 300 and something episodes and if the answer is not in there it's because the answer doesn't exist but mm-hmm. we are going to answer your questions today everyone get into it man now there's a fee for this shit and the fee is when I bestow my wealth of fucking experience on you that can make you literally tens of millions of dollars or whatever, there's no cap. Um, share the show, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of you guys think I'm a podcaster. I'm actually an entrepreneur. I know some shit. I actually know a couple things. <laughs> so, uh, so today we're going to talk about those kind of things most likely. Yeah, for All sure, right. man. Well, let's get into it. Andy. Yeah, let's do it. Vaughn, question number one. Is starting a franchise, okay, and starting out as a franchisee, uh, is that the same as starting your own, uh, your own business, right? Like if you were just start your own little individual niche, are they the same? What are the differences? Can you walk us through that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so you have franchisors, which are the people who come up with the actual concept for the franchise. So that would be like me, mm-hmm. okay, uh, with Supplement Superstores, our retail yeah. program. Um. And then you have franchisees, which would be people who would want to come buy this design, um, all its systems, all its processes, all the knowledge that I accumulated from building the system, right? Yeah. Because what you're really buying when you buy a franchise is a proven system. You're not buying, uh, you know, you're, you're basically skipping ahead mm-hmm. a decade is what, what you're doing. Um, and that's called a franchisee. So that's someone who buys and owns a franchise. Is it the same as owning a business? Of course, it's owning a business. Um, is it the same as entrepreneurship? No, it's not the same as entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship is what I just described a minute ago where it's, you're discovering um, all, the, all the nuances, you're learning the business, you're developing the systems, you're developing uh, the teams, yeah. all the things, the culture that make up the business. Uh, you're creating to solve a problem. Uh, when, you, when you own a franchise, that problem you already know the problem you're trying to solve and you know how to solve it because somebody like me has solved it. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So you're a business owner and that's, there's a little bit difference there. Mm. Um, but like from a, from a standpoint of like pride, like, should you feel like a business? Fuck. Yeah. Like there's lots of people out there that are billionaires and all they do is buy other people's shit and, and operate it. Right. It's a very valid way to, 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 to create a, an amazing business for yourself. I know people who that's all they do. My friend, Aaron Wagner, that's all he does is create concepts and then franchise them out. You know, um, and they're fucking awesome. Concepts. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. We, I mean, we've we've eaten at a bunch of his restaurants, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's the main difference. Yeah. But, it, you know, here, here's the thing. A, a lot of people like to feel like, you know, oh, that well, that's not I'm not as good because I I bought the franchise and I go create my own. And a lot of people, because of that, they feel like they should go create their own and they get in way over their head. Yeah. And what I what I learned um I learned when we when we first started building our our company for a franchise model. This was back two thousand eight or nine. Um, we had this really awesome consultant. Her name was Kay. Help us. And I I remember meeting with her the first day, and like I'm sitting there and I'm listening, and and uh, they were they were doing uh, Zaxby's at the time, hmm. and nobody had heard of Zaxby's. So Zaxby's is fucking okay. Fire. Well, no, at that time I had never heard of it. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. now Zaxby's is. Pretty well known. Pretty mainstream, yeah. But um, we were uh, we were talking to her Fuck about a bunch you. of different things, and she she basically I, I couldn't understand. I was like, why the fuck would someone buy a fucking franchise? Why wouldn't you just create it yourself? Because I was in it at that time, like I was mm-hmm. in the creation process, mm-hmm. and I was young, and I didn't have any money. Yeah. I was still broke then, and I'm like, why why would someone do that? But now here I am. Uh, you know, a decade later or more, and I realized very, you would be very intelligent to do that yeah. because I wasted 15 years of my life trying to, not wasted, but invested 15 years of my life trying to figure that model out, right? And now all you would have to do is come in and get one and go fucking operate it. And like, you would be up and running and making money immediately. Yeah. So that's the differences, if that makes sense. No, no, 100%. Would you say the challenge though, like as a franchise, like what are there risks? Like what are the risks of being a franchisor, right? Like, well, franchisor, you got to solve all the problems yourself. Yeah. Like when the problems happen, like you don't have any support. It's on you. It's on your corporate staff. Um, you did have it to scare be- you though when you had to give your first, like when you gave your first franchise out? Like, no, it, because it, I only franchise to people who come from within my company. Mm. So I already know that people yeah. that know how to operate it. See, I have an ethical problem selling a franchise to someone. Um, even though our our store model, uh, we we do more per square foot sales than any other retail model. People don't know this, yeah. except the Apple Store. Yeah. So we have a very successful model, mm. but I only sell it to people who have come up through my system, mm. so that they understand how to operate it, so that they can mm. be successful at it. Right. So right. we don't sell like I don't like if you just came into me and you said you had a billion dollars and you said I want to open up. A hundred stores. I don't do that shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Chick Fil A does the same thing. I believe. Don't do they? they? I think I they, they have a very similar, similar model. Yeah. yeah. Domino's yeah. did that for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Where Domino's, and that was actually where this woman's from. She was from Domino's corporate structure. Damn. But uh, what they did was they they and you know now uh, we have so many more people coming up through our system. You will start to see these stores start to go out more. Yeah. Um. But. You know, I don't, a lot of franchisors, you have to be real careful because they don't give a fuck who they sell to. Right. But see, I want a hundred percent success rate. Mm-hmm. I don't want one fucking store to fail. Mm-hmm. And I'm not willing to allow that. 
Because like, dude, to me, I'm responsible for those people's livelihoods. So I'm not going to sell you just because you have the money, my model, if I don't think that you can run it successfully, because then you're going to blame me. Right. 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 What the fuck Andy for sale? Andy, do you think that people intuitively know whether they're a system creator or a system applier? And if they don't intuitively know that, what are some things that they could ask themselves to kind of determine whether they're more of an entrepreneur or more of a franchiser? Yeah, I think, I think, I think for franchisees, um, typically the people who own them, this is just my observation. I don't know the data on this, but it seems to me that these are from, and bro, I've encountered thousands of these people, but they're all, they're almost always formally educated, meaning they have a degree Mm -hmm. and usually a high level degree. Mm -hmm. And what they've decided is they want to be an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. So they, they are, they are aware enough to understand that they are not an entrepreneur by nature, but they want to be an entrepreneur. And so they're intelligent enough to, uh, to like look at and, and to squash their ego and say, oh, you know what? I like that guy's system. I want to buy into that. And that's where I see most of the franchisees come from. And they make a fuck ton of money that way because that's an intelligent way to look at it. Yeah. Um, where I see people get really hurt is when they, when they let their ego get involved and they say, well, fuck, I could just create my own shit like I did back then, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. thought, well, because I had already been 10 years in by the time we started talking about franchising. Right. So of course I fucking felt like I knew what I was talking about. Um, mm-hmm. But people from day one, right? They see something, uh, they don't really understand it, and they say, well, I'm going to do it on my own. And, and a lot of those people do that strictly for ego. Like they do it not because they think they can do it better, but, only, but because they feel like they're not a real entrepreneur if they buy into someone else's shit. And like mm-hmm. that's that kind of ego that gets you financially hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know that people intuitively know um, because I didn't know. Yeah. Right. Like I didn't know. I just kept going. Mm-hmm. And I think eventually you get to a point, you know, 20 years later, you're like, oh yeah, I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the guy that creates shit, right. which I am. I am that guy personally. Um, but I think it would be, uh, I'm not the only guy out there like that. There's lots of guys like that. There's lots of girls like that. Right. Um, but you know, I was always the kid doing things on my own. Like I was always the kid doing lemonade or doing baseball cards or doing some sort of like selling light bulbs or, or whatever. Like all the shit we talked about on MFCEO mm-hmm. project for years. Like I was always doing that since I was a little kid. So the entrepreneur thing for me personally was a, was a natural, I mean, it's the only dude, it's, it's literally the only way I could fucking survive. Mm-hmm. Like people don't get that. You know that mm-hmm. like I couldn't fucking work for someone. No. There's no fucking way. <laughs> no. Right. Like it's, yeah. the only, this is, th- that's for me. Like when I say zero options, I literally have zero options because I could not work for someone. I'm, I'm, I'm unemployable. No, I'm being serious. That's real, man. Yeah. Well, it seems like with the franchise situation, you have a little bit more stability and security, but you don't have the flexibility and freedom of That's creating true. your own thing. Yeah. yeah. But, but a smart franchise model will take into consideration all the great ideas and the great creativity that the franchisees come to you with, mm. right? Because while they may not be the person to, to create the concept from the ground up, these people are very smart that do this mm-hmm. and they get in and they see holes and they see things that could be improved and they're not always right, but the franchisor, you know, usually gets most of their good ideas mm-hmm. from franchisees, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's, that's no different than if you were in battle, bro. And I'm the fucking general and you're the, you're the foot soldier 
And you go out there and I'm thinking like, hey man, you know, I think this is the best way to do it. And you come back, you're like, no, no bro, listen. We can't right. go that Don't way. Don't do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, you know, there's, there, and there's good models and bad models, right? You have to talk to the people who own these current franchises to see what they say. Because like, dude, when you go look to buy in and you go to their uh, discovery day and you're at their HQ and you're all impressed and, you know, they're going to, it's going to sound real good. That's the point. Like it's marketing, right? You really want to know what's going on? You got to talk to guys that own the systems That's and, real. and get feedback from them. That's real. <clears throat> A little caramel sauce on that one. Question number two, Andy. Uh, question is, the more successful you get, do the problems grow equally or do they just get easier to solve? Money solves a lot of shit. I mean, <laughs> let's just be real. It yeah. just does. Yeah. And people that say it doesn't, they don't have any money. It's just the truth. Yeah. Um, you know, money solves a lot, dude. Like a lot. A lot of small shit that annoys the fuck out of you when you don't have any money can be solved with money. Mm. You know, um, a lot of good can be done with money. Money, as Vaughn and I talk about all the time, it's not a bad thing. It's a, it's an obligation. Like you're obligated to go out and and become financially successful, so that you not so that you could buy Lambos and shit, but so you could change the fucking landscape of the world in front of your face. Hmm. And that might not be opening a hundred uh, homeless shelters or whatever. Like you don't have to be super rich to do this. It might be as simple as some people are now opening their own schools because they don't agree with the school system. Right. Right. So like you need money to do those things. Being capable, yeah. 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 So so you know, and people, lazy people like to say, oh well, pursuing money is a very uh, materialistic and 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 unfulfilling goal. Well, you're fucking wrong. Mm -hmm. You're fucking wrong. And the reason you have that perspective is because you've never been the person to contribute money for a hundred kids for Easter, right? Or build mm -hmm. a fucking uh, an underprivileged school, an entire fucking facility, right? Or uh, you know bring businesses back from the dead all of which i've done in the last fucking i don't know yeah how months yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so you know money yeah. does a lot of good and just because you you just because rich people that you perceive to be rich don't tell you all the good shit they do um it doesn't mean they aren't doing it yeah but on the flip side of that though because people say people that have money don't have problems would you say that that's yeah right dude you, you got everybody else's fucking problems mm -hmm. right that's the problem yeah, yeah, I don't have fucking problems, but I got to deal with all your motherfucking problems. Okay, it's real. I, I I don't have enough money to to know whether that statement "more money, more problems" is true. But I I will it's, say it's that, different problems. Yeah, but I will say in the last couple of years, frankly, putting into practice what I learned from you in the MFCO pro, uh, project, I've been able to generate some some income that I hadn't previously. And what is absolutely true is, while I don't know if it's true of more money, more problems, it is true that. With great cash comes greater responsibilities. That's right. And the more money you make, the more responsibility. If you're handling that money well, you're going to necessarily have more responsibility. And it's funny, even in the short last couple of years, I feel more responsible for certain people in my community because I've been able That's to make right. more money. That's right. And uh, and it's not a it's not a guilt thing. It's not like you know society telling me, oh, you got to do this. It's no. I've used my God-given potential. I've I've maximized, you know, or at least started to maximize my gifts, and I've been blessed with some results. And so the 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 end result of that is okay. Now I have some wealth, and I've got to, as you've said multiple times, I've got I have some wealth, and I've got to reinvest it in other people yeah. and and uh, see them grow too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an obligation. Yeah, it's not people don't understand that. Like they, 
<clears throat> they see guys like me who live a big life, right? I got a big life. It's just reality. I have a big mm -hmm. life. I love my big life, all right? Um, there's lots of problems that come with that. Mm -hmm. First of all, public perception. Lots mm -hmm. of people don't like that, right? okay? They expect me to work my whole life and then live like they live. <laughs> Motherfucker, that's not why I did this shit, okay? <laughs> right. So let's get that fucking straight right now. Right. I enjoy very much rolling to work every day in a motherfucking car that costs more than mo most people's houses. It reminds me every motherfucking day that the work I fucking did was worth the fucking effort. And the headaches that I'm about to get out of my fucking expensive ass car and walk into are worth solving. Mm. All right? That's reality. And all those headaches that I solve, that benefits other people and other people's families and their jobs and their careers. It's a noble thing to be a successful entrepreneur, dude, if you're doing it right. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. You know, you know what I think is the coolest mm -hmm. thing, man? I, I got to share this story with you real quick. I mean, we haven't really talked about Bro, how many this. dudes I got in this fucking building that live in million-dollar houses now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they're growing by the fucking that's, week, it that's looks fucking like. fucking right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's it's fucking, fucking awesome. right. But I think one of the coolest things, bro, because we've also talked about this, too, like the, the, the perception that most of the time it's parents that they put onto these kids about success, right? About They put all these misconceptions, right? And, and, you know, being with you for the last two years, one of the, the, the coolest fucking experiences I've ever, I've ever had, right, with you, um, and this was just recent, bro, uh, is when we were at fucking dinner at Twisted Tree, you know what I'm saying? And, like, just knowing, like, the amount of good that you put in and how instant karma can be, right? Oh, yeah. And we were at fucking dinner, right? And it's probably, what, 10 of us at the there table. Was, it was an expensive dinner. It was an expensive dinner. It was a $1,000 dinner. And, and, you know, end of the dinner comes, right? And like Andy talked before, he doesn't like to do the whole weird who's paying, right? Like, you just puts it all in here and the waiter comes like I, back. If you go to dinner with me, I pay. Yeah. Okay, that's like a pet peeve of mine. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, the, seeing people fight over the bill or get awkward about money and shit, I don't do that shit no more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, I pay. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Andy, you know, you know, he asks for the, you know, the check and the waiter comes back, he's like, it's been paid. And then he's like- Which never happens. And I'm never, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, some big dick saw him trying to, you know what I'm saying? You know, flying, whatever it is, right? He's like, yeah, no, it's the guy sitting over at the bar, and we go over there. Shane, and uh, and, and it was this this gentleman who owns a restaurant that Andy had helped out during the when COVID first, you know, got going. Did the mm. businesses, you know, thousand dollars shut down during COVID, and we yeah. fucking yeah, supported cool. him. And, and it was fucking cool. cool. But what made it even crazier is like you talk about putting good shit into the universe, right? Andy didn't even have his fucking wallet on him that night. Do you remember that? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like he's yeah. like, dude. That's fucking crazy. I didn't even have my fucking wallet with me. Yeah. You know what I'm awesome. saying? Like, and yeah, like, just like, awesome. dude, like that. I was going to have to tell, I was going to have to, I had told JB. JB, get his fucking like, hey, man, you got a car? Because <laughs> I don't have my wallet. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, that's dude. just a cool fuck. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's, 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 it's so cool. And it's like, when you, because I came from that, that household, right, where I had the misconceptions about money. Yeah. Let me tell you mm -hmm. why that is. Okay. We talk about this. Mm -hmm. Why is that, Vaughn? Why misconceptions are, about money? Why, why are, why are people taught growing up that money's evil? Oh, because there's the stereotype that the only way you can make money is to is to be some sort of shady character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do we know why? Do we know why that is? Look at my tinfoil hat out. <laughs> All right. This is what you motherfuckers fail to realize and why I can see what's going on now. Mm -hmm. For 70 fucking years, we had uh we had three news outlets. We have fucking TV, we have radio, and we have print. Okay, we didn't have social media. We didn't have shit. So the companies that were of, that could afford media when media first came about became infinitely fucking huge because they were the only companies that could afford to advertise. And these companies became so successful and so powerful that they literally, because there was no back channel to give feedback, there were no reviews, there were no internet, there were no social media. You, you couldn't know if someone did like something negative right away like it is now. It's, 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 
It's incredibly more difficult to be a successful business now because you have to be the real deal. Yeah. Whereas for 70 years, these big companies were able to lie in their advertisements. Oh, cigarettes are good for you. Cigarettes right. are fucking healthy. This, that, right? Coca-Cola with cocaine. Yes. These <laughs> companies could, could blatantly lie in their ads and people knew it on the ground level. They knew that people were lying, right? Mm. And so what's the result of that? The result of that is 70 years worth of generational conditioning that any wealth is fucking, you had to screw people over to get it, mm -hmm. all right? Mm -hmm. And with the advent of facts and then the internet and then social media and then text and all these things, now we're starting to realize, oh wait, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm. That's not the actual way to succeed. And what we're seeing now is a business revolution uh, of, of, of customers shopping with companies that may not be exactly perfect all the time, but that they trust to, that they are doing the best that they can. Right. No longer are people championing these massive companies anymore. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. does that make sense as to why people think this? Yeah, for sure. So your, your parents or your, your people that you grew up around for their whole lives as adults, they recognized that these rich people were screwing the poor people. Right. And so what are you taught? You're yeah. taught that the only way to get mm -hmm. rich is to screw people screw over. Screw people over. A lot and of people. And it's just not true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, and nowadays, with the, the ability uh, for feedback, with accountability, with social media, with uh, reviews, with instant access to information everywhere, you have to be excellent to make money. So now we are into an, we are in a situation where um, unless you're one of the massive and see what they're trying to do now, what they're trying to do now is recorner that market. These big corporations trying to recorner the market. They're doing that with censorship or deplatforming or this and that and this, because people are realizing like, fuck dude, these big companies really are fucks. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So now as a small business, the ultimate badge of, being a great ethically run business is success. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So it's, mm. it's, uh, yeah, it's, that's why. Yeah. So <clears throat> fucking love it. Man. Yeah. So yeah. let me take off my tinfoil hat. You guys, <laughs> maybe you fucking believe I know what the fuck I'm talking no, about. Now. That, that makes total sense. And we've been talking about that for less, absolutely you know, a while. Yeah. But all right. <clears throat> question number three, our third and final question, Andy. 75 hard. Okay. Over a billion hashtags. Mm -hmm. Okay. Millions of fucking lives changed, right? When you look back and you look over this 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 life-changing program, right? What's something that you would say has surprised you the most about 75 Heart? About the whole the whole program itself? What 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 is like, hmm, I didn't expect this or I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like what what has surprised you the most about 75 Heart? I don't know, bro. I mean, I don't really get surprised. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of know what the fuck I'm doing and I know how it's going to react and I know what's going to happen. And I don't know. What would I be surprised by? Can I share what I was surprised about? I, I would tell you the one <laughs> thing that, well, here's what I will absolutely yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. What most people are surprised by is how much it improves the relationship with their spouse or their significant other. Mm -hmm. That seems to be the thing that they're most surprised by. But you could go ahead and... Well, um, mine's an extension of that. I okay. mean, I, I cannot even begin to explain 
you know, I've been a Christian my whole life and I've been a pastor and 75 hard took my relationship with God much deeper simply because, you know, when you commit to certain things and you do them over and over and over, you begin to form this structure in your life. And, um, structure is not the enemy of spirituality. I think people think of spirituality as, you know, to really enjoy your relationship with God, it's got to be this free for all. And that's not what I've experienced. What I've experienced is when 75 hard helped me discipline my day and helped me commit to doing something over and over, whether I felt like it or not, it helped me commit to those daily activities that brought me closer to God. And whether it's prayer or reading the word or whatever, um, I would say to me, for anybody, you're going to deepen as a human being and you're going to, you're, I mean, if you have any sort of faith, your faith is going to go super deep being on 75 hard. And I think, I think, you know, obviously it's a mental toughness, um, challenge, right? No, no, it's a challenge. <laughs> no, it's a, it's Bro, a, it's a, I got killed. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Fucking mental toughness program. But, but I just don't think people understand the connection between being mentally tough and spiritually alive. And so, um, that for me, what do you think, uh, what do you think in regards to that line of thinking that the self accountability and integrity factor plays into that? How do you think that plays into that? Meaning like no one knows if you really did it or not. Right. Yeah. But God knows. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you full of shit in front of God. Yeah, exactly. And right, I mean, right, I mean, right. the, the reality is, is. You're, you see what I'm saying? You're, yeah, but you're cheating yourself. Yeah. You're cheating yourself. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, I never really thought about it that way. Because, yeah, God, I mean, God knows if you're not doing it or not. But, yeah. But, uh, well, uh, go it's God or Andy, because some people tell me they got PTSD from your fucking picture in the app, bro. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you really do it? You know what I'm saying? They get fucking, yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. I don't know. I think, I think for me, what I was most surprised about was the amount of people that are willing, and what I'm proud about as well, is the amount of people who are willing to admit to themselves that they're not very mentally tough, and then they need to get tougher. You know what I'm saying? I, the, the straight up understanding that that's lacking in their lives actually gives me hope for the future of humanity. Because this program is not just about like, getting in shape in fact it's very little about that really what it's more about is figuring out who the fuck you are and how to operate effectively and what's real and what's fucking fake a lot of people i find um tell me that when they started they didn't like me like that like i like the program <laughs> but i don't i didn't like you like yeah. i don't like the way you talk mm. i don't like your perspective i don't like this but i gave the pro and by the end of it they're like fuck dude you're telling the truth yeah. i'm like yeah bro like you it's different on the other side. Yeah, you should have a podcast called it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> fucking podcaster. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I don't know. You know, and um, so that was that's a little bit surprising. And then I think the other thing that's been surprising too is I've never, ever, ever created anything that like quote unquote went viral, I guess. Like mm -hmm. every single piece of content I've had every single follower, every single thing that I've done, I've chipped away at. Like every business I've built, everything's been hard, yeah. everything. And, um, you know, that 75 hard, it, it, you know, it, it, it sort of took off, I guess, at a fast rate. And uh, that was something that 
I didn't, ex- I didn't expect, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't expect it to, to become, but I think the reason it did is because people realize they're fucking soft and that the world's soft. Yeah. And I think they also realize that in order for the world not to be soft, we have to unsoften ourselves first. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I think um, surprised me is that so many people are willing to like understand. Cause like we talk a lot of shit about the people who don't understand, right? Yeah, yeah, like they don't get it. Like the motherfucker who says, Oh, does this count yeah, right. when they're in their fucking garage? Like, you know, yeah. does this count as outdoor cardio? I'm no, it's candy. Yeah. Right. We make fun of those people, but the truth of the matter is there's far, 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 far by a factor of 1 million people who understand I need to get fucking harder. Right. I need to get tougher. Mm-hmm. I need to fucking get aligned. And they do it. And that's been really cool because what that tells me is um, what I can like deduce from that is that people are not satisfied what's going on in the world. Right. They're not. And it, start, and it starts with you. So fix your shit and then get to helping other people fix their shit instead of attacking them and calling them names and fucking saying they're this or that and falling into the, the, the globalist agenda of division, right? divide and conquer and start saying, you know, that guy across the street is a lot different than me. I want to share some of the things that help me with him. And we'll become closer through that. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, it's all, it's really cool because in 75 hard, there's like a, there's like, yes, there's some people that get called out because they're fucking bullshitting. Mm-hmm. But amongst the people who actually did it, it's very tight community. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's no, there's no, we don't care if you're fucking gay we don't care if you want to be trans. We don't, we don't fucking care. We don't care if you're black. Right. We don't care if you're white. We cared if you did that fucking workout. Yeah. And it was right. outside. Exactly, bro. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and when, you, when someone finishes and accomplishes that sort of feat, I mean, look, dude, I would, I would argue like, you know, an Ironman, a marathon, that's one day of fucking all-out effort. That's a hard thing. But doing something for 75 days or even, <clears throat> you know, if you tag on, phase one on the end of that 105 days in a row, that's fucking, that's a different kind of hard. Yeah. It's a different kind of hard. Okay. And I'm not saying that one's harder than the other, but they're both, uh, it's a different kind of test. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people who show up for a marathon and gut their way through for one day. But what about the, what about the 105 days? You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Like that's a different thing and it changes you and it changes how you think and how you see the world and what your perspective is on, investing work to get results like bro just the value that someone would grab out of understanding the compounding uh the compounding effect of small little daily tasks that are critical to your success like you could see that in 75 days and what i see in people that i think is really cool is that that once they accomplish that they start to realize okay it's not just 75 days it's the next one thousand days mm. it's the next ten thousand days right. and they start to understand that their life is not floating around like some piece of litter in the wind you are in control but you're just not in control to snap your fingers and change shit today but if you snap your fingers every fucking day for a hundred days shit's going to look a lot different yeah. right yeah. so it's cool that people are starting to because what it does is it teaches you how to operate in this realm that we call the universe and life and everything yeah. Right, mm-hmm. how to become something that you aren't currently, and it's small, it's consistent, daily disciplined actions over and over and over again. And anything that's great, anything that changes the world, anything that's you know made someone fulfilled in life is all built that same way, all of it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a good teacher for people to 
get the fundamentals down of how to operate. And, and dude, what, what I think has been cool is the, like I got tagged yesterday and I get tagged. Now it's been a few years since we've had it out and going. Um, it's cool because like I get tagged in these posts of people who are like, yeah, dude, I did 75 hard two years ago or three years ago. And this is what I've done since then. Mm -hmm. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you got these fucking fat corn dog eating fucking bloggers <laughs> saying, oh, it's just a trend and it doesn't really change your life. It's not healthy. I, there's a whole bunch of people that will fucking argue that. Yeah. My favorite one was seeing somebody post about how she has clients who have suffered severe mental uh, damage <laughs> from doing 75 hard. And I'm thinking, all right, let me think. Well, first of all, they didn't do 75 hard. Right, exactly. And I'm thinking, okay, so a gallon of water is that going to cause no, bro, severe mental damage? It's the, it's Andy's Keeping to a diet, the app, that's do what it, it I mean, bro, it's, it's crazy. It's the whole, the whole, the fucking thing isn't called seventy-five pussy, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, it's called seventy-five fucking hard. All right, if you if if it's too hard for you, go do fucking Weight Watchers. I don't care if you can't recognize that you that you're soft. Don't do it. The whole point is to say, man, I'm fucking weak, and I need to not be weak, and I need to gut my fucking way through this. Yep. And for those people, it changes them. For the people that try to, tr quote unquote, try, I tried it 4,700 times, then fuck off. It ain't for you. You clearly don't understand what the program's about because if you truly understood that in 75 fucking days, you could be a different fucking human and your entire existence will change from here on out, you would fucking do every motherfucking thing on that thing. Yeah. The people who try it over and over and over and over and over and over and over, you think it's Weight Watchers. You are mi you're misunderstanding the fucking program. This will fucking change you. It, 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 dude, I, I can't stand getting lumped in with these fucking people. And they're like, oh, this is a diet. It's not a fucking diet. No. You haven't even read the motherfucking book or listened to the podcast or done shit. And that's why every single time someone posts a negative fucking thing about it, they end up having to delete their motherfucking Instagram account. Mm -hmm. Imagine if before you go and criticize 75 hard, Imagine making a post saying everybody who completed a, uh, an Iron Man is a pussy. Right. Mm -hmm. Just remember that. Right. Just remember that. Everybody who's ever done a marathon, it doesn't really count. It's bullshit. Just remember that because that, that's what the fuck you're saying. You would, you would not post that. So when you make a post talking shit on 75 hard and the fucking billion plus people come after your ass and sink your motherfucking account. That ain't on me, bro. That's you're stupid. Right. <laughs> That's real. I man. would never stand at the end of an Iron Man and say, man, that was fucking waste of your time. That was super unhealthy, bro. Yeah, you probably bro. shouldn't do that. Yeah, that was no shit. Like an Iron Man isn't fucking unhealthy as fuck. Right. Right. Bro, people are just fucking weak idiots. Man. Which is they're making the case for the program with their complaining. <laughs> I do like corn dogs, though. Yeah, well. <laughs> no comment that picture was Go pretty ahead. ironic i have a small question related to what are you guys talking about so this happened to me about if you're gonna ask me about like schematics or design or no, some shit bro no, like no, statistics or no. math because that's what i feel like you might be the accent yeah right <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're turning it off and on yet you're racist yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of my friends and I were talking about a job with, that we needed to get done and he referred to me someone who I and he both knew that he has completed 75 hard and as you know you can see someone and you can see their words and their pictures and you can understand if they've done or not Yes. and we know a lot of people in this room and personally who have done this 
there was something inside me that told me I can trust this person. I feel like 75 hard is kind of becoming a social currency. If mm. I know somebody who has done 75 hard genuinely, I personally feel I can trust that person more. What do you think about that? I, I think, yeah, I think that's a great point mm -hmm. that never gets discussed. Yeah. I think that's an excellent point. Um, you should start a 75 hard dating site. No, 75 hard should be a pre prerequisite for fucking hiring people. Is what that's it should right. Be. Oh, you want a job here? Come back in 75 fucking days. Yeah. Well, guys, Andy, Vaughn, that is three. All right. Mm. Go pay the fee. Yep. If you guys like the show, if you gained something, if it made you think, if it taught you something, if it made you laugh, um, share the show. If it didn't, fuck off. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed, closed.